we're through with our live stream. And uh, yeah, so we're trying our best to get it figured out. It's not working all the time, and I don't know why. I've got everything set right. But for some reason, it wants to play with me. So let it play with me. <laughs> Whatever. Ah, oh, man, I'm telling you, it's just been one of those days. Uh, all right, let's do something calming like the Miko update. How about that? That'll maybe make us a little more relaxed. <laughs> this is our furry little Shiba Inu friend, Miko, and uh, she is doing good, actually. She's doing very well, actually. Let me uh, let me get over here. Hang on just a bit. As you can tell, I am just a little bit out of sorts tonight because of all this technical stuff. But, uh, but we're trying. We'll get it eventually. Uh, we got to make it work. <laughs> I don't know one of these days. Uh, let's see. Uh, nope, not that one. Bear with me. Hang with me. We'll make it happen. We'll make it work. Don't you love this technical crap? I swear. All right. Anyway, back to the Miko update. Miko is doing very well. And uh, she's uh, hanging out downstairs right now with the other half. She is having a great time getting a head massage. And also, she's still shedding. So there's that. Had a couple of good walks today. And uh, no drama dramas. Our Miko update brought to you by the good folks, of course, at barkbox.com it's a monthly subscription service for your furry friend you every month you sign up for a subscription you will get a box full of unbelievably cool treats and toys two toys two bags of treats and dog chew specifically sized for your dog they're all natural treats and dog chew the toys are phenomenal they're made right there at barkbox.com and they do a great job every month is a new theme and uh, check them out, BarkBox.com slash Miko. That's our link. It'll get you a special discount, a free extra month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. And if you look down there in the show notes, but I'm really dark tonight, aren't I? Can we pop that light up? Just one pop. There we go. All right. If you look down there in the show notes, right under Miko recommends BarkBox, you'll see the, the slash Miko. But then it says, or... And there's another link. That special link for a limited time will get you a free dog bed when you sign up. You can choose your fabric. There's three different choices. You can choose your size depending upon your dog. And it's absolutely free when you sign up for BarkBox.com. Thank you, BarkBox. It's BarkBox.com slash Miko. That is our link. And uh, you can find it in the show notes if you, uh, if you forget. We are also a podcast, of course. Our podcast goes out uh, about 10, 15 minutes after... Um, why am I still hearing music? Man, if anything could go wrong tonight, it will. <laughs> you might want to hang around, if nothing else, for the drama. Because for some reason, there's a lot of it tonight. All right, we're going to talk about the singularity. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I, I, I do know what the singularity is. I realized that um, we're living in it. No doubt about it. 
Um, the singularity is basically when man, that would be you and me, and machine combine into one. And you might think that's a good thing, but is it when you really think about it? This is from freethink.com. The link is in our show notes tonight. It's a very cool article. And uh, it's called The Singularity, When Will We All Become Superhumans? Futurists point to the exponential rate of technological progress, how fast we are moving, screaming into the future, whether we want to or not. In, just as an example, in 1903, the Wright brothers showed the world the first sustained flight. It was not even a mile. In less than 60 years, Yuri Gagarin became the first person in space and orbited the Earth. You think about that. 60 years from the first time the Wright brothers took off at Kitty Hawk for that little tiny flight to man in space. 1993, Tim Berners-Lee made public the source code for the World Wide Web. 1993. Only 30 years ago. And right now, we sit here and everything from our refrigerators to our watches, to you and me sitting here having this conversation across the planet. Everything is plugged in. 1953, Rosalind Franklin, James Watson, Francis Crick discovered the double helix of DNA. 1953 is all. That's not that long ago. Within 50 years, we had mapped the entire human genome. And 20 years later, we're using CRISPR to edit that DNA. Unbelievable. 1992, Garry Kasparov laughed at how embarrassing his computer chess opponent was. Within five years, he was beaten by a computer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't take long, folks. Technology has a way of uh, running away from us. Uh, when a breakthrough occurs, floodgates open, explosive growth follows, and according to futurologist Ray Kurzweil, we are only one historical moment away from what they call the singularity, which is you and this little machine combined into one. A future period with which the pace of technology will change so rapidly, its impact so deep, that human life will be irreversibly transformed. I would argue, we're there. I know there are people who do... I'm holding up my handphone if you're listening on the podcast. I know there are people who do not have one of these. But it ain't damn many people. Imagine your life without this. This is my telephone, my communications device, my banking, my record keeping, my invoicing, my everything on this little pocket device, otherwise known as a cell phone or 
Here in Asia, we call them handphones. Without this, I'm screwed. <laughs> Literally, I'm lost. I am merged with this machine. It is the singularity. We're there. We're not headed there fast. My humble opinion, IMHO, we are absolutely there. This article is absolutely amazing. You've got to check it out. There are more innovators and scientists today, and they have more efficient tools, more efficient methods. The conclusion that the, the uh, Kurzweil draws is that technological advancement is now doubling every decade. Only a few decades from the point where things really take off. How much more can they really take off? It's a weird new world, and you're going to get sucked up into it whether you like it or not. It's happening. Some people think it's a utopia. Others, Terminator-style nightmare, which, in the wrong hands, I can't say that I disagree with them. Uh, we've got other links in our show notes that are kind of look at the good and the bad and a lot of the bad, actually. That first link from Big Think, though, is um, is just kind of gets a non-biased look at the whole idea. The other links, however, take another angle. From singularityweblog.com, links in the show notes. Top 10 Reasons We Should Fear the Singularity. Extinction. <laughs> well, think about it. If the machines get so efficient they don't need us anymore, AI. What's that chat program everybody's getting on these days? I haven't tried it yet. I'm a little leery because I wonder what kind of information it's sucking out. I'll probably give it a try. We'll talk about it on another show. Anyway, when the machines get to the point they don't need us, they don't need us. And they're almost there with AI. The global apocalypse for the human race comes in many flavors. But some of the most popular ones are the super smart Terminator AI. Gray goo scenario. Homemade smart weapons of mass destruction. Uh, slavery is another reason we should perhaps fear the singularity. Second most common reason is the potential slavery or subjugation of the human race, the entire human race, to the machines. The argument's pretty straightforward. You have smart AI, it doesn't need you anymore, and the machines will use us to keep them going. Uh, World War Three. Which, you know, hey, if Biden gets his way, we'll probably be there anyway. Third most common fear, giga war of unprecedented scale, sophistication, efficiency of death. There are autonomous robots and drones right now they can send out there who can make decisions to kill or not entirely on their own without any human intervention. And that, my friends, is a scary place to be. It exists. Economic collapse. Some argue somehow if we manage to avoid the previous three scenarios, 
then we're likely to experience an entire economic collapse. Big Brother AI, alienation, of course, it goes without saying the loss of humanity, human touch, human feelings, environmental catastrophe, loss of, now here's one, loss of history, knowledge, spatial resolution, everything getting digitized, nothing more than a hard book, and not always necessarily the, the best way to go about things. But uh, yeah, this, again, it's a kind of a top 10 fears, uh, dangers of the singularity. And it's a very, very interesting article. I put it in the show notes tonight so you can check it out. Um, there's another one here from uh, Emerge.com. And um, again, I'm, I'm not going to go through this in just it's there in the show notes. This is it. The headline, after the singularity, after you and I are merged with these machines, will we matter? AI researcher consensus, they took a survey. And uh, when will we reach it? How? Will artificial intelligence form a singleton or will there be a lot of AI agents? Should the UN play a role in guiding guiding post-human artificial intelligence. This is fascinating. He's got some great articles here. Uh, humans would serve, serve a role in the ecosystem of intelligence. 30% of the people who responded said yes. That's not very high. 63 Agree, 63% agree that humans would still have a role in the world. <laughs> well, isn't that nice? This <laughs> is the weirdest stuff. Honest to God, this is so freaky. Um, all right, what else we got? Uh, we're just still trying to figure this whole thing out. Okay, oh, did you see all the little things there? That's, I'm just checking. You got to see that live. <sighs> Streaming's good on YouTube, Facebook, I think we're okay. Rumble's another story. And Twitch, I really don't give a crap about Twitch, so whatever, you guys do your thing over there. Uh, all right, what else we got here? Um, okay, hold on, I just got to drop that down a little bit. There we go. Okay, again, like I said, my apologies. We're trying to do technical stuff and run a show and talk about things all at the same time. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it don't. All right. Speaking of Facebook, <laughs> here we go again. Never stops. Every day there's a new headline. And this is the one from Reclaim the Net. Telehealth companies facing an investigation for what? No surprise here. Sharing your data with Facebook. And lawmakers want answers. Research and reports about the way telehealth companies track and monetize your sensitive data has spurred a bipartisan group of senators into action. Uh, the investigation was carried out by STAT, revealing that a number of telehealth firms give your health information to ad giants like Google and Facebook, among others. 
no, I don't want to subscribe right now. The results, published under the title Out of Control, showed that out of 50 telehealth sites, only one was not sharing patient data. 49 out of 50 was sharing patient data using tracking tools. Amy Klobuchar, Maria Cantwell, and Republican Susan Collins and Cynthia Loomis want three of those companies, Monument, Work at Health, and Cerebral, to provide more information about these data deals. The selling your health information, which should be private. No doubt you ticked a box somewhere that allows them to do it because, you know, legally they're going to cover their ass no matter what. But it's probably buried way in their terms of service somewhere that nobody reads and nobody bothers to know about. And they're certainly not going to tell you. So they're selling that information to companies who will then send you ads according to what your ailments are. ailments are. Facebook, Google, among others. 49 out of 50 surveyed were doing it. That should scare the hell out of you. Read this article. It is in our show notes. It is scary toast. Unbelievable. Uh, but then again, the way things are going these days, entirely believable. All right. Hey, I told you we would follow up on that Missouri um, fellow who was scheduled to be executed. Sadly, it happened. Irreversible injustice. Let's just get rid of the ads here. Missouri has executed Leonard Rahim Taylor despite incredible doubts over his guilt, the fact that he was thousands of miles away from the crime scene when it happened. Uh, he has in, he in, continued to insist on his innocence. He was killed by lethal injection, even while litigation was still pending. Look, folks, I'm a conservative. I am a dyed-in-the-wool conservative. There is one thing that normally a conservative person is in favor of, and I am not, have never been, never will be. There is no argument you can make. I am 1,000% against the death penalty, no matter what, no matter who. What if somebody killed your mom? I still don't think that an execution would make any difference, nor should it happen. I am willing to pay taxes to lock these people away for the rest of their life with no parole. Happy to pay the taxes to do that. I just don't think it's the state's business to be taking another person's life. And in this case, read this article, it's in our show notes, and you will likely walk away with the same opinion I have, and that is they have sadly executed an innocent man. And the fact that that happens even once is disgusting. I'm going to... Remember in the opening to the show, I teased that uh, Malaysia made the cut? All right. There's not a whole lot I'm going to say about this. It's from Malaysia. 
But no matter what part of the earth you're in, you might find this interesting because we have a big conference coming up here. Has it already happened? Oh no, it's going to happen next week. So if you're interested, you might want to get your plane tickets now and fly into Malaysia because you're not going to want to miss the International Circumcision Conference. No, I'm not kidding. Malaysian International... Oh, eight CPD points provided. <laughs> Whatever that means. And there's keynote speakers. And topics. Malaysia's journey on circumcision. Myanmar, Indonesia. The role of Maddox. Latest updates on... Now, this is a god-awful, horrible thing. Female circumcision, ridiculous bullcrap. And, uh, and finally, and perhaps not least, this is one of the topics from a keynote speaker. How I do it. Approach on circumcision in buried penis patients. It's, it's happening at the Everly hotel in Putrajaya. Just just in case, you know, you want to go on a holiday that's a little different, you can always come next week for the Malaysian Circumcision Conference. I just put it out there, folks. I just put it there. Oh, man. All right, one more to go here. Then we're going to get on with our book. <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes. <laughs> All right, a, a, a cute story. Actually, it's a fascinating story. you got to listen to this. Hang on, coffee break time. I don't know why that's not coming up. Well, no surprise the way tonight's going. I'm getting all kinds of warnings over on uh, YouTube. Rumble, I don't think, has ever actually taken off and gone live, so I don't know what the hell's happening over there. We'll get it fixed. We'll get a video uploaded later. Facebook, hopefully you're hanging in there. I have no idea. But uh, we'll keep trying. Okay. Uh, this Again, I'm just going to leave myself on camera if you don't mind. Or if you're listening to the podcast, you're lucky because you don't have to go watch my ugly old face. But uh, this is an amazing story. Why isn't this working? What is the problem? I don't know. No surprise tonight, huh? This was an amazing story. And for some reason, it ain't working so well at the moment. All right, we're going to try. Nope. It keeps going away. Stop it. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Boy, we look like crap on Facebook tonight. I mean, on uh, on YouTube tonight. I don't know why. Okay, I'm going to sit here until this page decides it wants to load. Because for some reason, it's decided it doesn't want to. 
So I will tell you that uh, you can make sure, please, to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're watching, especially on rumble.com. And please don't forget, there's a, right over here, there's a button that says follow. Just click it. It's free. You can even just, if you don't have an account, sign up for one. That's also free. You don't have to post videos. You don't have to do live shows or whatever. You can if you want, but you just have an account there. All they need is an email. It's free. They don't spam your inbox. And uh, once you've got an account, you just hit the hit that follow button. It really helps out the show a lot. Uh, all right. Once again, for some reason, this is not uh, not happening. And this link will not come up. And I don't know why. But uh, we're just about two seconds away from giving up. I don't know what's going on with this thing. But we'll uh, we'll keep trying another minute. And then we will give up and move on to our book, which we're going to move right over there. Well, that ought to slow down the things. It's still not working. And I don't know why. Absolutely strangest thing ever. It's so weird. Huh. It was a really good story, so I'm going to have to save it for another time. Okay, you know what? Even Facebook is messed up. Anybody else? Yeah, see? Facebook isn't responding. Goodness. That's weird. Several different platforms have had problems. Wow. All right. I don't know why, but it ain't working. Uh, here we go. Let's try one more time because I don't like to give up. I really don't. If I need to get something, I need to make it work. <laughs> the whole system is dying. <laughs> yeah, you are watching an absolute meltdown happen live. So how about that? Is it going to work this time? This is your last shot. I'm not trying again. Nope. Ain't going to work. All right. We did our best. Enough of that. Let's head over to our book, shall we? And let's get the cover picture up there. There we go. It's White Fang. We've been reading books on this show from almost the very beginning. And uh, we've been reading White Fang recently. We uh, are about halfway through the book. And let's see. Here we go. All right, hold on one second. See, I told you, total meltdown. Now, we don't have too many of these shows where everything falls to crap, but this is one of them. All right, so anyway... And let's see where we were. Ah, okay. White Fang had been rather badly beaten up by that dog, Lick Lick. And uh, for a moment, he was paralyzed. The unknown lurking in the midst of the sticks and moss was savagely clutching him by the nose. 
He scrambled backward, bursting out in an astonished explosion of keys. At the sound, Kichi leaped, snarling to the end of her stick, and there raged terribly because she couldn't come to his aid. Twilight drew down and night came on. White Fang lay by his mother's side. His nose and tongue still hurt, but he was perplexed by a greater trouble. He was homesick. He felt a vacancy in him, a need for hush, quietude of the stream and the cave and the cliff. Life had become too populous. So many of the man-animals, men, women, and children, all making noises and irritations. And there were the dogs, ever squabbling and bickering, bursting into uproars and creating confusions. The restful loneliness of the only life he'd known was gone. Here the very air was palpitant with life. It hummed and buzzed incessantly, continually changing its intensity and abruptly variant in pitch, it impinged on his nerves and senses, and made him nervous, made him restless, and worried him with a perpetual imminence of happening. He watched the man-animals coming and going, moving about the camp, in fashion distantly resembling the way men look upon the gods they create. So looked White Fang upon the man-animals before him. They were superior creatures of ver uh, verity gods, to his dim comprehension, they were as much wonder-workers as gods are to men. They were creatures of mastery, possessing all manner of unknown and impossible potencies, overlords of the alive and the not alive, making obey that which moved, imparting movement to that which did not move, and making life sun-colored and biting life to grow out of dead moss and wood. They were fire-makers. They were gods. Chapter 3 is called The Bondage, and it opens with The days were thronged with experience for White Fang. And during that time that Kichi was tied by the stick, he ran all over the camp inquiring, investigating, and learning. And we'll get on with that chapter coming up on our next stream on Monday night, at which point, hopefully, we will have all this technical crap cleared out. But for right now, we're going to end it just a little early tonight because there is so much of a mess happening across the uh, Internet with this particular program. <laughs> all right. We'll put it all together and get it all fixed. You'll probably see a few new, a few more uh test streams so while i try and fix stuff not tonight but over the next couple days i will see you again on monday night at 10 god willing <laughs> thanks for watching thanks for following and subscribing this is the jay sheldon show good night <laughs> <laughs>